the Carl B. Phillips Show. Hosted by me, Carl B. Phillips, Uncle Carl. The Carl B. Phillips Show. Get ready for another great conversation on the Carl B. Phillips Show. Welcome to the Carl B. Phillips Show. I am Carl B. Phillips, Uncle Carl. Today's guest, he's an author, a musician, songwriter, singer, recording artist, husband, father, and the pastor of Vertical Encounter Church. Please help me welcome Pastor Gail Brannon. What's going on, Pastor Gail? Hello. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Now, as I warned you, I'm going to ask a couple of random questions. So the okay. first random question, it doesn't feel like Christmas until I hear, fill in the blank. Until I hear, uh, Merry Christmas. Okay. Somebody say Merry Christmas to you. Yeah. When I hear, when I was, people start saying Merry Christmas or happy holidays and the stores shopping, it starts to kind of get me in that, in that mood. Almost is what I like when I, and then also when I see snow, like ah, snow's big for me. <laughs> snow is big for you. What yes, Christmas sir. song makes you feel like it's Christmas time when you hear it? Uh, the first Noel. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. I was doing some research and I came across a post that you did on Instagram. Uh, it was about your wife, Shani. You recently celebrated 14 years of marriage. And I'm going to quote you because you got game, bro. <laughs> Shani is what happens when you put class, spirituality, creativity, wisdom, faithfulness, kindness, compassion, diligence, loyalty, and love all together. What has spending the last spending Christmas with the love of your life over the past 14 years meant to you? Wow, man, I, I don't know how long we got. Um, <laughs> she she really has, uh, she was such an upgrade on every level. I think that um, it, it's almost, it's still shocking in a way. There's there's times that I, I kind of sit back and uh, as a matter of fact, yesterday we, we played a quick game it's not a game. We was joking around. Sometimes we like to just, uh, one of the things that makes us click or connect is our sense of humor. You know, you got to be with somebody you can laugh with. Right. And uh, there was something, I can't remember what got us on this frame of thinking, but we was talking about just, you know, friendship and stuff like that. And she had asked me, um, would you ever, could you ever, because we were talking about another couple that had gotten divorced and um, now they're they're good friends, but they're no longer together. And for some reason, it got us, not that we're, we're doing great, but not that we'd ever go down that road. But I, I was trying to put myself in that shoes. I said, you know, I, for a brief second, my heart dropped really just even trying to imagine doing life without you by my side like it it literally made my heart drop for a second and for me shawnee is just she's everything that's god's favor that's uh every weakness i have her strengths make them she fills in the gaps um she matures me you know i wouldn't be who i am if it wasn't for her there's so much i could go on and talk 
to you about, you know, as it relates to that. But every every day is just kind of like uh, sometimes I'm just like, man, this is my life. <laughs> so I, I love that woman for sure. Now, um, I also follow her on social media. She is a fashionista. Love fashion. <laughs> you are a jeans and T-shirt kind of guy. How yeah. do y'all make that work when it's time to do stuff, when it's time to go out? Because I, I could just see, hey, we got this big thing. Can I just wear some jeans and a T-shirt? And she wants to go do this elaborate outfit. How do y'all oh, make that work? Listen, it, I have to ask, man, too, because I'm like, well, wait a minute. What's what's the dress? Because I'll, I'll have jeans and T-shirt. And then by the time she comes down and gets in the car, as the last person getting in the car, she comes down fly. And I'm like, Shawnee, I'm going to look like some bum. And yeah. <laughs> you you looking like you're going out, you know, to party. I said, man, some of that stuff, uh, some of that stuff is not me trying to dress down. It's that I didn't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but no, she's certainly a fashion queen um, and her business is doing wonderful. And I mean, we've got people all throughout the gospel industry calling her and, you know, I need this. I need that. Can you help style me? Can you, you know, put this, you know, just <clears throat> God's using that side of her uh, uniqueness right now for certain to just kind of uh, build wealth. And then also, you know, it's something that she just loves to do. She's a, she loves fashion. I've, I've seen some of her posts and how she could take something basic. And next thing you know, it, it's just beautiful to how she puts everything together. Just really nice. Oh um, yeah. She's, yeah, I for it. You're also a girl dad. What's your favorite thing to do with your girls during the holidays? Um, honestly, man, just just cuddle. Mm -hmm. I I love blankets, getting on the couch, putting a movie on, getting some popcorn, and just cuddling with them. So we're in them years right now to where there's there's we can still do that. So. Uh, my old 11, so she's she's starting to get out of it, but um, I'm going to milk every part of it while I got it. So, but just, yeah, just chilling with them and, and love when they fall asleep on my chest or in my arms or, you know, anything like that. Um, uh, that's that's my favorite part, really, just kind of just with them and chilling. So what are some of your favorite holiday movies to watch with the girls? Oh, number one is The Grinch, Jim Carrey. Okay. Uh, uh, they like Elf. I'm not. Dad, don't do nothing for me. I watch it for the kids, but I'm a I'm more of a nostalgia guy. I like some of the old stuff, the original Rudolph. Um, uh, you know, I like. Um, uh, let's see what else. I do like this. This Tim. Uh, what's the guy that was on? Uh, Tim is it Tim Allen? The, the Santa okay. Claus series. They love those. Uh. Uh, and then I'm not sure what Home Alone. That's a classic. <laughs> you gotta love Home Alone. So here's a de de big debate: Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Man, I just debated with that with Darius James yesterday. No, that is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> I never even considered that, and now I'm I'm since he said it, I'm seeing there's a lot of people that actually think that is a Christmas movie. Man, <laughs> I don't know why though. Why? What is Christmassy about that movie? Because it happens during Christmas time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, another one too that I love is uh, honestly is the preacher's wife with Whitney oh, yeah. and Denzel. 
Yeah. Uh, um, who would imagine a king? That's one of my favorite songs from that movie. Oh uh, man. And then who can who can sing better than Whitney, man? <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome singer. Here's another random question. During the holiday season, what is your favorite Christmas food or holiday food? It could be snack, oh, dessert. Yeah, let me see here. My favorite, does it have to be food or can it be dessert? It can be dessert. Uh, cherry cheesecake. Okay. Huge chair, but it's got to be homemade. It can't be Sarah Lee. You know, <laughs> it has to be homemade. Um, and the other thing, I, I just like, and uh, I don't know if it's Christmassy. Well, I always have a, a like an unhealthy taste for lemon pepper wings on Christmas. I don't know what it is. <laughs> so that's your yeah. Christmas tradition. You got to have some lemon pepper wings. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. And and being from Detroit, uh, you, you, I'm sure you're hip to New Wave. So yeah. those lemon pepper, they hit different. <laughs> we talked about your wife and your girls. What are some of the traditions you and your wife have started for your family for the holidays? Besides the lemon pepper wings. Yeah, so um, every year for Christmas, we, we there's a light show that we like to take them to. Um, and so we just kind of go through, you stay in your car and you just drive through the, it's like a mile or so of lights, just a whole bunch of Christmas lights and ornaments and <clears throat> all that stuff. And then also, um, I like to, if it's, if it's, uh, when it snows, cause it usually snows somewhere in January, but when it snows, I know it's after Christmas. Well, see, this is what people, uh, I think a lot of people forget that the 12 days of Christmas begins at christmas it goes and it goes after christmas mm. so it's actually christmas so um we like to we like to uh just take them sledding man find some some park with sledding hot cocoa you know just just common stuff nothing major if there's something going on downtown like to take them detroit's beautiful you know with all the lights and all the stuff that they got down there absolutely um, you are also the pastor, the lead pastor of Vertical Encounter Church, along with your wife, who's the co-lead pastor. What is the message you want the members of Vertical Encounter to embrace during the Christmas season? Family. Family. You know, I, I think that's the, the beauty of the season is I hear a lot of people, um, a lot of people say things, you know, well, it's a pagan holiday and it was adopted this and that and this and that stuff you know and I, and I always tell our church we don't really know the date when Jesus was born and I always tell my church during this time this is the time of year that we choose to celebrate the birth of our king mm -hmm. and it's very important that during this year that you just make sure that you are giving love loving your brother and loving your sister and it's a time for I believe healing and um reconciliation and just possibly conversations that end in healing you know i always like to go into the new year with a with the fresh start so so to speak so i just encourage people family 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 and then also this time of year is such a uh, reminder to some people of what they've lost right. and so it's it's a beautiful opportunity to just love them people you know let them know they're not alone 
and uh, we're thinking about you. And uh, I know one thing we do every year is um, being a pastor. I've got members that they don't have any family. And so I would invite them over, you know, I want you to come on over your family to us. You know, we love on you. I want you to get your, your Uggs, get your pajamas, come on over. You can stay the night if you want to. We're going to watch movies. We're going to do whatever, man, play with the kids, do whatever you want to do. And try to take the opportunity to help maybe heal some wounds that the ones that I can, or, or at least in healing. And so, yeah, it's all about family for me, for sure. And the older I get, that that's the destiny anyway that's the destination this is family it's it's everything you know you you kind of touched on the, the loneliness part and the depression that a lot of people deal with during the holiday season um, for a lot of people it's hard even to get out the house you know you open your home like you stated but for those who kind of want to just lay in that place what advice or what would you say to that person to kind of get them to break out of that cycle yeah, ooh, that's <clears throat> that's a tough one, you know, because I, I think that people are so uniquely um, different. Mm. And um, I think the older I'm getting, the, the more I'm just I'm real um, considerate uh, as to how or what I say. Um, to anybody, I, I think that uh, a listening ear can possibly be be the best solution sometimes. And 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 um, I, some people mistake when when you think about listening. Some people don't understand there's a difference between real listening and then waiting to speak. Some right. people are just waiting to speak. And I'm <clears throat> I'm trying to to really understand the power of listening because. Uh, during these times, most of the things that people need, the wisdom's already within them. They just need, as they talk, they start untangling these things. And I just, I'm just trying to listen. So I, I, it's not so much anything I would say to anybody. It's more about what I could just be for somebody. Mm. Just a ear, a heart, a hand. Hey, I love you. I'm thinking about you today, man. It's such an honor to have you in my life. Those type of things. But, you know, I found that to be a little more effective, you know, if that makes any sense. I think that makes a lot of sense because when people are going through uh, the holiday season, like you, you talked a little bit about how people have dealt with loss, um, especially, I'm sure you'll find that as you're getting older, people are, are losing loved ones, they're losing parents, you're, it, it, it's a whole new space for them and how to navigate that space without those loved ones. Uh, so I think yes, what sir. you're saying is is true. Sometimes people just need an ear or just to hear for someone uh, to say that, you know what, I, I know this is a rough time for you, but I'm thinking about you and I'm praying for you. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually really praying. Right. <laughs> Sometimes we say things and we, we, we say it and then we forget to do it. But I think really praying is... um is important because yeah, it, it, it is, it's a, uh, it's tough because it is such a season of family. And then when they lose somebody that was so dear to their heart and seeing everybody else spend time with family, they, it, it's, it's almost like a reopening, so to speak of that wound. Right. And so it, it can be very tough. And some of those things like <clears throat> that, I don't, I don't know that um, 
I don't know that it ever really gets easier, you know? So I just think, man, just, just Jesus, man, love one another as I have loved you. I just, I just think if we could get that part of the gospel down so much stuff would, uh, would be a whole lot better, you know, in the world that we live in. So these days, that's what I'm just trying to do. You know, it seems like the older I get, man, the, the less dogmas that I have, the less uh, this, uh, I don't have all the answers. I never did. I just thought I did. Um, but <laughs> it's just now these days, it's just, you know, oh, no man, nothing but love. And that's that's what I'm trying to give them. It's funny because when you hit your 50s and 60s, it really changes. Like, I just want to love on people and be at peace. <laughs> it takes to have peace you need me to be wrong i will be wrong i just want to be at peace with my brother yeah. my sister. oh that peace is valuable isn't it oh it's very <laughs> valuable i want to come home to a peaceful home i want to be at a peaceful job i want to be at peace at church I, yeah peace is important yes sir let's talk about music when i first met you you were coming on the scene and just like blowing all of us away. I'm like, who is this guy? How did you get your start in music? Um, wow. I've been singing at church since I was five. I actually had somebody ask me that yesterday. Um, five, five years old. I started singing. Uh, uh, I'm originally from Battle Creek, Michigan, but then when my parents divorced, we moved down to, um, uh, like, West Frankfort, Illinois, but basically Kentucky. And the earliest time I remember singing was was there. I used to sing this song called If I Had It To Do All Over Again. And um, I'll never forget, my mom said she looked around at the church and she just seen grown men crying. And she oh, wow. said, the hand of God has been on my life to do that. And so ever since then, I just kept singing and, and um, you know, just kept trying to give my gift back to the Lord. But um, as far as like traveling and those type of things, that kind of happened somewhere in the Flint days because uh, I, I ended up moving to Flint and taking a worship job up at, at this church called Greater Harvest in Flint. Mm -hmm. And I was there from like 2000 to 2009, somewhere in that ballpark. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, from there, I just, I grew a lot. Um, both in gift and, and uh, so many other things. And so it just kind of one thing led to the next. And, you know, I don't, I, I you know, I, there's no, there's no way for me to, to really, uh, there's no strategy to it. It was really just kind of just loving on God and surrendering. And then it just, your gift makes room for you. So that's kind of how that all happened, you know? So you decided to become a recording artist. What made you go down that path? Oh man, uh, it was always a dream of mine, you know. I just always grew up around guys that was doing studio and, um, you know, just all of that stuff. And so I just really, really, really wanted to write my own music and put it out and and all of those type of things. But then, uh, yeah, just one thing kind of led to the next. Um, I, you know, I think I, I never really imagined myself being like this national artist type thing. Mm -hmm. um, and Marcus Cole from the group commission. Marcus is the guy that kind of got me like, man, this can go here. 
if we do A, B, and C and stuff like that. And he kind of put that thinking in my head. And so um, that's the first time I ever considered, like, man, this could actually be bigger than something I'm just doing locally. Um, and so, yeah, but other than that, I just I just was always around music and just, just loved it and um, influenced by a lot of great artists in the gospel world. Mm. And uh, one thing lead, led to the next. Let's talk about the Gail Brannon Christmas project that you dropped last year. So we're in the <laughs> holiday season. Uh, the Gail Brannon Christmas project features Mitchell Jones and Darius James. Of course, Mitchell yeah. from Commission, Darius James, uh, awesome worship leader, awesome musician, awesome artist. <clears throat> talk about that project and how to all you guys all came together to make that project happen. Oh man! So, so first of all, anybody that follows me knows I'm a commission head. So I, I love commission. Um, first time I, and it's great, but it's actually. So I was at this church in Battle Creek, and this church was very religious. It. I was a kid, so it felt like everybody was seventy and up at that church. Just there was no youth. And I had went back, I was out, because I used to, when I first started, I, I used to skip school sometimes. I We was very poor, so I'd have to go to the church, and I'd play this old clavinova that they used to have. And this is how I used to to play, and uh, they would always take me back to school. But one time, I went back there, and I was turning on the sound system, and I was getting ready to play, and I said, well, what is this commission? And they had the Irreplaceable Love record back there, mm -hmm. which didn't make to this day, I felt like an angel dropped that off because this was a white church, man. I'm like, these people don't know about commission, and especially these people. And so I said, I said, uh, let me put this in. And I heard Whoa. the uh, the first song that I and I said, oh my god, because you got to remember at that time I was sneaking and listening to Boyce Men, so <laughs> my mom would not let us do it. And I was like, when I first heard uh how do I that I was I was in heaven it, it did something to me and I said I gotta find something like this that is saying Jesus okay listen to it. and when I heard that I said it I literally thought it was voice to me come to find out Juan Ye was on that record wow. and so I said uh oh my god who is it who what is this Learned every song on it, became an instant fan, went back, got all their old records, uh, listened to them every day, you know, tried to learn to play all the melodies, all the stuff. And so Mitch was even then, but years before I met Shawnee or anybody, that was the uh, that was the the voice because he was he was I liked Fred, but Mitch had he had this smooth melodic R&B. It, it was something so different. And um I, I said, I said, I, I got I got to learn everything this guy is doing. And so come years later, I uh, end up meeting my wife. We was at Street Jam. You remember Street Jam with Bishop Merritt used to do that back in the day. That's where I met Shawnee. Okay. I had actually seen her singing on TV. I was on a missionary trip in Haiti. And I'd seen her singing with Fred on BT. I said, who is that? And just about four months later, um, I don't know if you know a guy named Chip Dixon. Mm -hmm. he, uh, he's a producer, very talented guy. was signed with uh, Rodney Jerkins for a while. And Chip introduced me to her. And I seen her, and it was over from that point. And 
I will never forget. She she had called me about four weeks later. She said, hey, I'm singing with uh, Third Dimension. I said, who is that? She said, well, I just need you to come to rehearsal with me. I said, well, who is Third Dimension? She said, that's Mitchell Jones' group. I said, Mitchell, Mitchell Jones from Commission? She said, yeah. I said, oh, man, I'm in. <laughs> so we go there, and, and he we sit down at this table with him and Caroline and Mitch. He said, man, we'll sing something. And I, that's that's nerve-wracking, you know. It's, I, I can't remember what I sang, but I sang it. The next thing you know, it was like we've known each other forever. And now, you know, he's one of my best friends. And so it's just one of those things to where – um. I've learned so much from him, not just uh, as a man of God, but also like the vocal production, how to how to hear melodies, how to think about things differently, how to space certain things in the song, letting stuff breathe, you know, how to interpret stuff. He's such a mastermind with that. So when we was doing a Christmas record, uh, Mitch was here and uh, I said, man, why don't you sing on this verse? And I'm Darius, why don't you sing on the other verse? Mm-hmm. And so did and the next thing you know man it, it was it was history and so and Darius in his own right is just a phenomenal artist right absolutely absolutely so yeah it turned out great about Mitch I, I I don't think people recognize the sound that he brought to commission a lot of times oh there's um, no commission yeah <laughs> yeah even I was looking at um the the seven project and I didn't realize, like some of the slow jams are are Mitch. On that, what would which, which one? Uh, uh, seven. Oh, so, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, some, some of the slow stuff on there that Mitch does. What is um, your favorite Christmas song that you've done? Uh, well, I'm sure you love all of them, but on your project, which one sticks out to you the most? Probably the one with Mitch and Darius. Uh, you know, uh, "Oh Come All You Faithful." I love it. I think uh, it's a it's a classic. See, with Christmas projects, <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old. I, I just think that I just I don't mind hearing new songs for Christmas, mm-hmm. but it's there's something about the oldies. It's it's the nostalgia that makes it Christmas for me. Like right. I, I don't mind taking. Uh, a song or remix in it. That's cool. But but I just like the, the originals. I like Away in a Manger, Old Holding Night, The First Noel, uh, what's the Donny Hathaway? This Christmas. That stuff. Like, I mean, them are classics. And right. every time you sing them, they're associated with a lot of people with good memories. And so, and I think that's what people is really looking for um, in this season. It's just to sometimes feel like a kid again and, and feel the beauty of what that what that was. The, the innocence so, of the time when you first heard the song where you start learning it. So yeah. I I did say we're gonna have you sing a little bit. Good and night. We talked about one of one of your favorite songs off the project. Can you just give us a little bit of Oh Come All You Faithful? <sighs> I'm gonna try. <laughs> Can you hear that? Mm-hmm. Oh, come, let us adore Oh, come, let us... Voice is gone. 
Thank you for, again, being a part of the holiday show of the Carl B. Phillips show. How can people follow you on social media? How can they find out information about your church? And how can they get your music? Yeah, uh, music is on uh, all streaming platforms. I did have to pull down, um, and, and maybe this is a good opportunity to, to share this. So my my record that came out in 2021 that everybody uh, was really loving, I had to pull that down because we got a, a deal with Sony. And so the top of the year, we were doing a re-release through and So they wanted to make sure they put it out through their uh, distribution companies. And so we pulled, because you know, man, the streaming, they, they're paying us artists peanuts. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and so. That's a whole um, other show. <laughs> oh, it's, it's robbery. It's just highway robbery. I mean, it's, how, do, how, do, how do you get less than a penny of streaming? How do you pay anybody less than a penny? <laughs> so I don't know how that works, but um, so they pulled it down. So that one's coming back out. So for all the uh, artists out there that um, that's looking for that record, the uh, uh, the joint with me and Eric Dawkins on it, um, that that'll be back out in February, and with about four new tracks on it. So um, they can get it on any streaming platform. The Christmas stuff is out right now. You can get my older record, Come to the Cross, all that stuff's out there. Um, and so, yeah, just follow me on, you know, any social media outlets, Instagram, Face, Facebook, uh, TikTok, you know, all of that stuff. So this is the year I've got to do better with kind of making sure I'm really locking in on my social media stuff because uh, everybody keeps telling me that's kind of the future. So I got to just <laughs> make sure I keep posting and keep doing all the stuff I need to do, but it's there. It's visible. And so I, I appreciate the support. Anybody that wants to support or connect, um, I'm a pretty uh, down-to-earth, touchable type of guy. So, you know, I would love to work and do anything we can to build the kingdom together with the gifts God's given us. So, well, One thing yes, I sir. must say, Matt, since I've known you, that has been your heart, just building the kingdom. Um, I'm grateful that you and I have connected over the years. Uh, I, I I love your ministry and what you do. Um, again, like I said, I follow you and your wife on social media. You guys are an awesome couple together. Uh, even watching you playing basketball with your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what that was called? <laughs> so, and I, I salute you and I thank you for taking this time to hang out with me on the Carl D. Phillips show. Uh, 
any last words before we wrap up speaking about the holiday seasons? Yeah, it's just anybody that's going through in the season, man. We just, you know, we're there for you. And um, don't feel um, don't feel that you can't reach out to somebody that, that loves you. You know, um, I just pray peace and comfort over anybody that's going through during this season. Um, you're not alone. That's how the enemy likes to make us feel, but you're not alone. And so I want you to know we love you. God is with you. You know, we don't even understand, you know, the beauty, the beauty about the Christmas passages in the Gospels. We don't see because, you know, a lot of people say, well, the name of God is Yahweh, <clears throat> which it is. But that's actually unpronounceable. Um, and so it's it's one of these things to where God reveals himself in several different ways throughout Scripture. Elohim, Yahweh, get to Christ. We see this beautiful description of Emmanuel which means God with us. That's that's the beauty of, of this season is that it reminds us he's with us. Mm -hmm. He's with you. You are not alone. You know, he's with you. And, and, and I love the passage in Psalms where he says, you know, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no way because he's with me. But the verse before a lot of people missed where it says that he says, lead me in a path of righteousness. Then, Yay, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death. What is the path of righteousness? It's the shadow of death. Sometimes what you're in that looks like despair is the path that God wants you in so he can show you even there, I'm with you. And I just want them to know they're not alone. They're not alone. We love we love you. Reach out to somebody. Um, don't feel guilty for doing it. Um, you're, you're special to somebody. And... Um, just know that we're praying for you and we love you. So Merry Christmas to everybody. Thank you so much, Pastor Gail Brennan Jr. I am Carl <laughs> B. Phillips, and you've been listening to the Carl B. Phillips Show. Again, just want to remind everybody to work like you don't need the money, love like you've never been hurt, and dance like no one's watching you. Merry Christmas. And remember, this Christmas will be a very special Christmas for you and me. I just quoted Donnie Hathaway because that's one of my favorite songs. God bless oh. until we meet again. Take care. Yes, sir. Yes, the Carl B. Phillips Show. Thank you for listening to The Carl B. Phillips Show. For more information, go to carlbphillips.com. The Carl B. Phillips Show. Follow Carl B. Phillips on Instagram so we can stay in contact with each other.